And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault, and it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And we have got a show for her to for uh, for them with her today, right? Adrian goes. <laughs> that Tom. was some beautiful usage of pronouns, right? There. Adrian <laughs> said, Dad, "Dad, I want to introduce her." I said, "No, I'm better." So you have just seen the ultimate introduction of the great Michelle Masters. She is amazing, though. I love her. And the more I read about her, the more I loved her. And the more you're going to love her, I promise you. So let's get this show on the road, Adrian. Yeah, this is fun. You know, it's it's not often that we are just getting to know somebody uh, as we have them on the show. And it's kind of fun because it means that I get to be a little bit more curious and delve into things that I that I haven't heard and, and explore. And so we're going to have some fun. So Michelle Masters is an incredible NLP speaker and coach. Uh, she was connected to me through our mutual friend, Phil Hensler out of Australia, who's just an awesome guy. And they're doing really cool work down there. We're going to have to get them on the show one of these days, but they're all about getting their people on our show first. And I love that because that's just who they are. So Phil, I just gave you a shout out and I'm sure you'll be uh, jumping in here with us in a little while. But Michelle is uh, just somebody that as as I got to learn about what you do that uh, I like we said, I liked you more and more. And uh, so welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. It's so much better than it going the other way, where the more you got to know me, the less you liked me. That would be so much worse. You know, that that would not be the first time that had happened. So uh, thank you. It's funny that the last three weeks have uh-huh. been those kinds of people. Bob Bodine, Mark and uh, Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal. And now Michelle, the more you get to know him, the more you love him. Okay. And it's been my experience over the years that all these legends, they have a hell of a time living up to their billing because the legend's usually bigger than the person. I think Michelle's exactly the opposite. I think she is the real deal through and through tried and true. And that's really good news. And I am a huge fan proponent and student of NLP. And most of you probably don't even know what that means. It's a neuro linguistic programming. And if you start doing a deep dive into that, you'll realize why this woman is so extraordinary. So I actually think we should start there because, you know, I I was admitting to Michelle before this that I would say, you know, on some level, most of what I know about NLP is kind of this inferred idea of what it is. And I don't know that I have ever really had somebody explain to me what it is other than it's powerful and all these cool people that I respect use it and blah, blah, blah. So this is what the heck is NLP? I've taught you this all your life. Lord. All right, Michelle. All right. Never hear their dad. So go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually the way it started was a couple of guys in, in Santa Cruz, it became a much bigger group. They wanted to figure, you know, a whole bunch of people can go through the exact same training. And when it comes, when they come out of the training, some will just be better at whatever they're doing. Some will be worse and some will be mediocre. So they were really curious about what was the difference in the people who were actually legends, right? The people that got results, nobody else could get. What is it they were doing that nobody else was doing, even though they'd all had the same training. And so they studied like, people who were phenomenal in, in, in psychiatric fields like Virginia Satir, um, Milton Erickson, the great, you know, hypnotherapist, the medical hypnotherapist, they, they studied all these people who were exceptional in their fields 
And they they tried to figure out what those people were doing that were different that was different, and they boiled it down and boiled it down and boiled it down until they could rep start to replicate their results. So basically, they stole from the best, right? Um, in in fields of 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 teaching, of um, personal development, um, psychiatry, even sales, like they would just notice what would work. Now, um, they they in the beginning they kind of there was sort of an adversarial relationship with the therapeutic community. They were kind of thumbing their nose at standard psychological methods, and so they kind of gave them the finger, and then psychiatric circles kind of returned the favor and so uh, <laughs> we did not expect to have come out of your mouth that was awesome. That's awesome yeah 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 and so there was a kind of this adversarial relationship and which was a shame because the tools are phenomenal for anyone who's a therapist or a counselor in any kind of healing field so um what happened is i've noticed lately i've seen a whole lot of stuff that's actually nlp that because NLP had a bad reputation because some people used it for sleazy scale sales because it's it's a way to communicate. Um, and uh, so I've seen it rebranded as neuroscience. I'll see I saw it on PBS. It's whole special neuroscience. I mean, this is flat out NLP, but they're just staying away from that whole mess by calling it neuroscience. And it's a good way to describe it because it does work a lot with the neurology and helping rewire stuff that's in the way. Interesting. My wife yeah. and I went down. Do you know who Michael Burnoff is? I don't, but I don't get out much. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, but here's the deal. We went down and took a course with him. And I am telling you what, I think it changed my life. And I think it changed my wife's life for yeah. the better. Yeah. And it turned me into a student of it. And I'm yeah. very envious of the depth of knowledge mm -hmm. and experience you have. Because, ma'am, yeah. it is incredible stuff and all of you need to at least scratch the surface of this and i don't think you'll be able to stop scratching it is one of those things that you just become intrigued with and it becomes this gift and watching her in action even now is pretty doggone cool so thank oh, you so much you're so welcome yeah because so many people they try to change through willpower which never works it never works because when you're trying to use willpower, you're basically trying to override your own automatic patterning. It's like trying to not move your leg when the doctor hits that little spot. I don't even know if they do that anymore. They used to hit your knee with a mallet to make sure you were alive or something. Yeah. Anyway, it's an automatic reflex, right? Like moving your head if something flies at it. Most of the stuff that's stuck for us is patterned in like that. It is that automatic, like pulling your head back. And so when people try to override that with their conscious will, it only lasts for so long. And then you've got to, you know, take a break, get a latte, call, you know, do something else. And the patterning just resets itself. So having this ability to actually re to revise that, that automatic patterning into something you want instead of something you don't is just such a godsend. So how, how and when did NLP show up in your life? And, and what, what was that process of you kind of having this realization that this was what you wanted to devote yourself to? Yeah, I had been looking for a long time. I did, I did all kinds of stuff as I kind of both literally and figuratively wandered in the wilderness for years. Um, you know, I painted houses in Maine. I painted scenery on off Broadway. I, I taught, you know, uh, environmental ed, I, I coached girls volleyball, like I was looking for anything, you know, I, I just didn't have a sense of what it was yet. And then um, 
about the, uh, in 1994, somebody put a flyer in my hand for this free seminar and said, you should go to this. So I go and there's, it's this enormous room. There's only one other person. I knew her, me and her in here in this enormous room. And the guys were waiting, hoping somebody else would show up. And so while they waited, I looked at the brochure and I looked at the price and I said to my friend, I'm just going to go because there's no way I can afford this. And she's like, don't go. She don't want to be the only person there. <laughs> so I stayed. And within half an hour, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I've been looking for, because I could feel just in the little things they were doing, like little basically parlor tricks. I could feel things actually shift and change. And I did four years of therapy with a saint. I loved her. And it was wonderful. And nothing changed. Like I got a lot out of it, self-acceptance and emotional vocabulary, a lot of perspective, but the patterning didn't change. And in these little exercises, even that they were doing in this free seminar, stuff shifted. And I thought if they can do that now in 15 minutes, what could they actually do? And so I figured there's got to be a way. And of course there was a way. And within a year I was teaching for them as well. And I, I taught with them for 25 years. Wow. Yeah. That is that's remarkable and and I think there's something really there just that that little fragment of you know I was I was doing traditional therapy for for many years. You know, I felt like you know you felt like you were getting something from mm -hmm. it. You were getting something from yeah. it. And yet there was like this power tool that suddenly is like handed to you and it right. was just a completely different experience. Oh, it's, it's everything changed. Everything changed. That's yeah. Yeah, I, I owe the life I have today, which I am so grateful for to, to, I can point right to that spot. I got it. Just said NLP for the win. Jason yeah. Cardamone is one of the guys that really got me intrigued in it. I did the course halfway, like I, I joined it and then he got such transformation out of it is what made me really delve in and made me become such a fan of you. And when Adrian told me that he had you on the show, it was so hysterical because I have all these happy, superficial guys. You know, my guys are a lot, a lot less deep than the people that you know. And it was really, really blessing to me that you're, that you've got her on because we need more information like this because you're going to learn what makes you tick. You can look behind the curtain and figure, I mean, you can literally see your thoughts once you start seeing the way that these people teach you to see that. I mean, I can't even say it. And uh, it works like a charm and it's worth you exploring. Yeah. That, that is really, really cool. And so you, you spent, after encountering this, you spent many years working with that organization that you first right. went through the process with. And then eventually you have now kind of struck out on your own. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been on my own for four or five years. I mean, I started doing stuff on, I was asked even while I was still there to start traveling, you know, to Europe and Asia and, and share and Australia to share the work. Um, and so uh, when I, when I went full-time on my own, it just left me more time to do that. I do miss teaching our students. I really do miss that. But, um, but yeah, being able to share this all over the world has been such a gift. That is so cool. And, and what, what a blessing, right. To get to mm -hmm. go and, and spend time in all of those amazing places. And so, you know, one of the things we're going to take a break here in about a minute, 
one of the things that I think we should talk about is, you know, how how this work has transitioned and how you have adjusted and, and what you learned from the last couple of years, which, you know, now we're starting to, to come back out the other side. But, you know, it's it, it's quite the remarkable thing. And I, I know a lot of friends who have been in the transformational space, in the personal development space, have had to break a lot of their own limiting beliefs about what is possible and what is not possible because the way of doing things for so many years was was broken down. So we're gonna take a quick break here. We're visiting with Michelle Masters, who is just an incredible coach and trainer and speaker in the world of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and somebody who has walked the road, who's been doing this for a long time, who has a lot of experience, and, and we're gonna dive into what NLP could mean for you and uh, how we apply all this cool stuff that we're learning. So you're listening to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Michelle Masters. We're on the Genesis Communication Network, and we are super grateful to have all of you awesome people here. So stick around. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back right after this. <laughs> Adrian started the break like 45 seconds early. And I'm watching him. He's such a jerk too, because he's just laughing. Oh, it's which only makes it harder oh, to do. Hello, that. Brandon Hinch, you maniac. Doug Stair, could you tag a few more people? I love you guys. And this woman, pay attention to her, buy whatever she's selling, because she's not using any parlor tricks on you. The newer people go, yes, 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 yes. And all this stuff that get you going, yes. But she's just really, really staying in the conversation. Notice her intensity. Here we go. Boko. And we're back. I can talk as fast or slow as I want. We are on the <laughs> Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. This is a shorter segment. So we're going to get down to it. Phil Hensler's in the house. Phil, thank you so much for making this connection for us. We're super grateful to be with uh, Michelle and, and just for all the cool people that you have been connecting us with. So thank you for that. And so, Michelle, before the break, we were talking a little bit about this period of, of you know, spending 25 years working with the organization that introduced you to this NLP work, striking out on your own. And then, you know, suddenly 2020 hits and, and the game has changed completely. And you had to figure out what had to change in order to continue doing what you did. And so talk about what you learned through that process. Cause I, I, you know, I, I remember distinctly, we actually helped uh, one personal development organization in particular who ha had, incredible internal tension about whether it was even possible to deliver their work online. And we had to help them to sort of bridge that gap. And so I know there was a, a huge amount of fear and uncertainty and limiting beliefs that showed up for a lot of seminar companies in particular who had always done everything in person and, and had held this belief it wasn't possible to do it online. And so was that something, did you grapple with that at the beginning of, of whether it was possible to do the work that you do online? Well, Here's the thing. So I had been in the two years before that I had been traveling all over and I had been traveling to places that aren't typically thought of as like, cut, you know, new age thinking or, you know, I'd been to places that had some fairly established old world kind of um, beliefs. So I had been to Hong Kong. I had been to Taipei. I'd been to Singapore. I'd been to um London and Zurich and, you know, places that were sort of bastions of the, the sort of previous status quo. 
And what I had noticed over the last two years is that the acceleration in consciousness was off the charts. It, it, in those two years, it was like they were so hungry in those places for, for the meaning, for the, for the sense of connection, for this sense of aliveness, for something new and really, really meaningful. And so I was being interviewed February 17th, 2020. So, and I said to somebody, I said, the acceleration has been like this. It is off the charts. And on the surface, everything looks the same. I said, this is not sustainable. And within two weeks, it was like, everything exploded. And it was never the way I would have guessed, but it was perfect. All previous momentum came to a stop, right? Everything stopped. Everybody got this big, except for hospital workers, got this giant timeout and chance to reevaluate. And you know the law of inertia, a body at and in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. What happened is when everything stopped, and later when we came out of it, um, there wasn't enough energy to start up a lot of the old stuff again. There just wasn't enough desire for it. Whereas the stuff that there was enough energy was a lot more of what's more present now. So you started to see the quiet quitting. You started to see so much of the stuff that was long overdue, like start to happen. And so um, I actually realized, uh, cause I got COVID, we got COVID in, um, before it was, you know, talked about back in Australia in June of 2019, it was not a big deal. I'd never had the flu. Um, I got a fever and I never get a fever unless I'm having an identity upgrade. Um, <laughs> and so I was due, I hadn't had one in 20 years. And so, um, but it was not a big deal. It's a day and a half and it was done. But I, I was found it fascinating, too, that one of the hallmarks of COVID was a fever because it was like a planet-wide identity update. So anyway, so when we had to start canceling programs, there was a, a moment you know, or two of, huh, okay, well, there's the rest of my year that, that we had planned, all the trips we had planned and trainings. Like, this will be interesting. But I've been doing this work long enough, and I've done enough of this work on myself that I knew that it would all work out. I just didn't know how, but not my job to figure out how. And um, so things I didn't think you could do online, turns out you could, shifted everything to online. I had my best year ever actually up until that point in 2020. Wow. Um, and I, I discovered how intimate Zoom could be, especially for teaching and how accessible it could make it for a lot of people who won't actually come to in-person workshops no matter what, or who can't afford to travel, right? To wherever I was presenting. So it was a gift in so many ways. And so now it will always be a part of my teaching. I'm just starting to do in-person events again, but there will always be an online component because it's so accessible to people. Um, but to me, this was, this is, we live in an unprecedented time of such amazing opportunity and such growth. I, I feel really privileged to be living through this time. Well, you're good at it. Why would you name your website Master uh, Michelle Master Snelp? <laughs> see that's how messed up i am and yeah yeah, yeah. You, every one of you read that website right just now so yeah yeah yeah. you know it's a it's not a great name it's not a great neuro-linguistic programming it's not user-friendly or cuddly it's it's i i can't think what they were thinking i guess national socialist party was already taken so it was like what's the next worst name we could come up with all right um, let's take a little break we're going to come back right after this it is the network, the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Michelle Masters. 
All right, Adrian. That's what you call going out on a break. <laughs> Perfect. All right. You did. You, you got. To, you had time to say both the old name of the show and the new name of the show. <laughs> Doug Steer, Paul Van Dieven, Jason Cardamone, and Sean Murphy. Is Sean Murphy the greatest? He is such. There's a, a master of the NLP too. No kidding. He's awesome. We just talked yesterday. I love that guy. Do you know Robert White? No. All right. We're coming back. Forget about okay. that. And we are back. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and the one and only Michelle Masters. And you want to go to michellemastersnlp.com. She is a rock star. And you can just feel her command of herself just by watching this show. She's very, very comfortable in her skin. She knows what's coming out of her mouth. And she knows how you're hearing what's coming out of her mouth, which is the most important part. It's just really, really cool to be on this show with her. Adrian, uh, I'm glad this is, I think you need her far more than you think you do. I, that's true. I think you're right. So, so I, I love, we were talking before the break about just the experience of, of what the world went through. And uh, Denise Chenault, who's uh, my stepmother, his his wife, who's the most amazing, one of the most amazing people I have ever met. And it, it's funny because you used the the language that I think I heard Denise first use with me, which was that the that you know the entire world got set to timeout, yeah. and that that was it. And and it was bizarre, and you know it it was the full range of of experience I think packed into that. And yet there was this moment where we we reevaluated everything. And I think we're still working through as a, a society, as humanity, exactly what are going to be the long-term implications of that, both for better and for worse. And so, you know, I'm curious, how how is that uh, impacting either the the nature of the work that you do or the way that you think about your work or the mission of your work as you watch the world kind of finding its way through that transition, Michelle? Well, it's actually really exciting. I mean, I've been doing the work for so long. And um, and I do just want to say, just in case it never gets in any other part of the class, or the, the sorry, the show, is that the things that we believe, and by the way, almost everything you experience in life, you have beliefs that support or you would not experience it. Most of your beliefs you're not aware of. Wow. Most of our beliefs are invisible to us. We would say that's not a belief. That's just the way life is. Um, because your brain is designed to filter your reality. And mostly what it uses to filter your reality is your belief system. So we do not perceive the world as it is. We don't perceive an objective universe. We, it's we all perceive a subjective universe and most of your beliefs are in place by age six. So if you think about what was going on by the time you were six years old, so much of your sense of who you are, what the world is like, what's possible for you, what you deserve are in place by that age. And unlike your phone, your brain is not designed to update itself. Wow. It is designed to stabilize. And so a lot of people try to consciously change that patterning, but the patterning that is in almost everybody's way is not in the conscious part of the brain. And so it's like trying to revise faulty wiring in the basement by remodeling the penthouse. It's literally not the place where the stuff that, that needs to be rewired is stored. 
So I just want people to know if they're frustrated because they have tried to change stuff or they can't get what they want or they keep hitting the same limits, it's not because you're broken or lazy or stupid. The worst we can say about anybody is they've got old patterning that's in need of an update. But up until recently, the tools to update were basically you died and you got reborn and then you had to cross your fingers and hope you got a better situation. That's not how it is now. We can actually change that stuff now that you're an adult and have a sense of, of who you are, what you want. That stuff can be revised to be a lot better match for your life. I just want people to know that so they don't have to struggle and suffer. And so that's deep and, and very, very intriguing. And so if, I, if you're sitting here and you're going – that sounds really cool. And also like, huh? Yeah. Where, where do we go from here? Like what, right. what, how do you dip a toe in that water? Yeah. Well, the, there's two things you need to know for any kind of orientation. One is where you are. So what's going on for you now and where you want to go. Right. I mean, that's what any good GPS will need to know. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? And then the question, once you know that, once you're clear on where you want to go, then the only the, the thing left to answer is what's in the way. Like what's the old, what are the things that are running that are in the way? Um, and whether or not somebody works with me or somebody else, there are many ways to really um, to access that patterning and change it. Um, but one of the things that I have noticed over the years of doing this, and people are always amazed and I'm not amazed, but I enjoy the amazement every time because it is a wonder and a miracle every time, even though I know how it works that when you change those patterns and belief, it seems like the world changes. I'll get people tell me all the time, I, my income doubled, I didn't do anything differently. You know, or all of a sudden all the men or women are behaving differently towards me in the world. And it's just because the belief shifted or the patterning that was in the way shifted. And all of a sudden without somebody even trying, it's like the world shows up differently. Um, and that's when it starts to get to be fun, when you realize you don't have to work so hard at everything. You don't have to try to be the best version of you. Mostly what we have to do is clear up all the old beliefs about there being something wrong with us. Yeah. And then the beauty that we are can start to come through and we can start to feel it. Because until we can start to experience how beautiful and worthy we are, we will make it hard on other people who can see it. Like we'll either push it away or discount it or flat out find people who will reinforce our more limited ver vision of ourselves. So, yeah. and that goes for money as well. Same thing. Wow. And so I, I think that's you, you, I, you conjured so many people and my, myself in, in various ways and in, in various points being one of them, you know, it, you do, you find, you find ways to, to reinforce who you who you see yourself to be in right. the way that you spend time around other people in the choices that you make in in these right. things and you know, so yeah so often everybody else can see it except for you and yeah. you're just doing it out you just keep banging your head yeah. in the same wall and then sometimes people recognize it and they try to make conscious choices but the old subconscious patterning is still running and that's where they just get so frustrated because it's like a fire hose of not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough with like a little eyedropper of affirmations of, oh, I'm worthy, I'm okay, you know, and, and trying to override that 
consciously is just, it's too much work and people get frustrated and they give up and they think this stuff doesn't work. Yeah. You know? So a, a wise person said, I should ask you about your money seminar. So I think I'm going to do that. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious because this is, you know, it's a huge subject and, and yeah. the idea, you know, that, that seems almost heretical to me that, you know, that this idea that your income could just double and you didn't change anything like that. That just seems insane to me. And yeah. so what, what happens in one of these money seminars and yeah. how the heck does that something like that even happen? I know. And when I tell people the kind of things that happen, it sounds like hype. So I'm often reticent to share what happens because I'm, I'm, it's not hype. But um, so in 2006, the, the good people of NLP Marin, the executive director, asked me if I would create a two-day workshop on money. Now, at the time, if you knew me, that was like asking Vladimir Putin to create a workshop around nonviolent communication. You wouldn't be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um <laughs> Because I just, I had no relationship to money. I had no interest, but I was so excited to be asked to do a workshop. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign me up, coach. Put me in. And then I realized what I had done. And I was like, oh no, now I got to learn about money. And I realized there's no way I could possibly learn enough about money to be effective. So I decided to play to my strengths and just take all the stuff that I knew about change and apply it to the context of money and see what happened. And so I tried everything out on me first to make sure it didn't result, you know, result in any unsightly bloating or <laughs> rashes. And it seemed to go okay. So we did the first one. And then uh, we started getting feedback in the days and weeks and months after that, oh, yeah, so and so got a promotion, so and so's income went up, blah, blah, blah. And um, even a year later, I realized, I think I made more money. And I checked and my income was up 66% steadily. And again, I wasn't doing anything differently. So if it'll work on an NLP trainer, it'll work on almost anybody because we are notoriously change averse. <laughs> but anyway, then I went to a Matrix Energetics workshop in 2008 with Richard Bartlett and Melissa Joy. And that was a that's a quantum way of, of doing changing, change and transformation. So I added that into the field of the class. And when I, after I did that, people would sign up for the workshop and get like a windfall of money or get a raise or like even before they technically did the work because it's a quantum way of working, which is outside of time and space. So in a cause effect in a Newtonian universe, you know, there's a cause and then an effect in a quantum world, you can have an effect before the cause. And so that actually started to happen. We would have people get changes. They'd, they'd register for the course and a bunch of stuff would happen. It still happens. Every time I teach, I say, how many of you got unexpected money since you registered for the course? And usually about a third of the class raise their hand. And by the end of the weekend, other it will be up to half because they'll go, oh, yeah, I just remembered this happened and this happened. So the combination of being able to work with the up, updating the, the old beliefs and automating new beliefs and also being able to work sort of outside time and space, because as human beings, we exist in time, space, and outside of it. Like there's so much more to us than what's here. So being able to work with those parts of us as well, that's when you get stuff that looks really magical. And um, I didn't name the course. My, the, the, the owner of the company said, why don't we call it Money Magic? And I thought, sure, whatever. And at the time, I wasn't crazy about the name, but the longer it goes on, the more ap uh, apropos it has become because it does really start to feel like magic in the best possible way. Um, yeah. I mean, there is one form of magic, money magic, almost everybody can do, which is make money disappear. But, 
the, the ability to make like all of life start to, to kind of flow with you and things fall into place without you having to try um, and income go up without you having to try. Um, that is the kind of magic we're built for. And it's been a long time coming. That's so cool. And yeah. you, I, you know, we, you and I had a conversation a, a few weeks ago, getting to know each other a little bit before this. And, and one of the things I really identified with that I continue to work on letting go of is this, I, you know, I, I'm so wired to, I'm a striver, right? Uh, I feel like it, I feel like I have to work really hard and it's yeah. supposed to be hard. And yeah. so, you know, that's a really cruddy set of beliefs yes. to operate from because yeah. you just always are tired because you feel like that's what you're supposed to be and that it's some badge of honor. And so releasing yes. that, if you all, those of you who are listening, go to michellemastersnlp.com and let's figure out how to get rid of that kind of programming so we can enjoy it as we do it instead of feel like we're always having to put ourselves into this position of of lashing ourselves just to, to feel like we're enough or whatever that is. So yeah. we're going to take one last break here. We're talking to Michelle Masters. Go check out michellemastersnlp.com on the break. This has been a just a really cool and insightful conversation. We've got one more segment coming up, so make sure you stick around. We're listening to Legacy Leadership with Adrian and Tom Chenault with Michelle Masters on the Genesis Communication Network. Be right back. Bang, Mr. Snickers. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Sean Miller. This is awesome. I love you guys. Christina, you are beautiful. Oh, and my wife. My wife, I can just hear it now. Tom, we got to do the courses. <clears throat> right back in the popcorn popper. Here I go. Here we go. Help our marriage. <laughs> we'll get it aboard. Be rich. All that stuff. Can't wait. All right. She's coming. And we're back. Final segment, Legacy Leadership Radio Show, with just a very intriguing, low energy, but unbelievably high-powered woman. How can you have, and Adrian, Peaceful before, energy is what I think you were looking for. I there. know. Yeah. So here's the deal. <laughs> Even before the show, Adrian told me about your way of being. And he mm -hmm. said, Tom, it is, actually, he said, Dad, calls me Dad once in a while. But he said, it is uncanny how hard you strive to listen to her. And that's what I think everybody has noticed is they are dwelling on your every word and feeling every word that's coming out of your mouth. And all of you, I know you want to learn that gift because it's a gift that she could give you. So pretty cool stuff, right, Paco? Absolutely. So Michelle, we've got uh, one sh last short segment yeah. to go about six minutes. And, and I want to talk about the the impact that you are creating in the world and and you know where where you see mm -hmm. that sort of concentric circle leading yeah. in the world because that's you know the show's about legacy the show and legacy is not in in our view something that is only about after you're gone your legacy is about how you actually create domino effects in the life that you're living today right. and so you know what is what is that domino effect that you wish to, to create in the world around you. Yeah. Well, as in the past couple of years, it's really crystallized to me. What, what are the things that are most in the way of people experiencing the true beauty and worth that they are and the divinity that they are and the incredible creators that they are. And it, it basically comes down to kind of old safety beliefs, either about the world or themselves 
um, beliefs about love and how safe it is to love and be loved, and then beliefs about our own worth and our ability to create. And so almost everything I do uh, in one way or another is aimed at helping people to feel safer in the world, which a lot of that involves money as well, safer in their bodies, um, safer to connect and be to love and be loved. And, and the thing dearest to my heart, getting to, to revise all that stuff about not enough, not good enough, not worthy enough, have to earn it, have to deserve it. We're the only species in nature that questions our worth, right? Trees aren't out there. Oh, I don't know if I've done enough. It's we're the only species that does it. Is the tree a species? Uh, there's a, I guess there's a bunch of them. Whatever it is. Taxonomy. Come on. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. That's but, awesome. Um, but they're not, they're not riddled with self-doubt the way we are. And we, and our, our, I have people say, I just want to be the best version of me. And sometimes the universe speaks through me and I just want to say, you know, box ticked. No worries. You could not be more beautiful. I know you don't know it yet and see it yet, but you're good. Now, what would you like? Because the we are so loved and so precious. And so the more people that get to experience that, the better. Because when people truly have a sense of their worth, they're not arrogant. It's like the experience of being in love. When you're in love, not only do you feel good about you and the person you're in love with, but everything looks more beautiful. Everyone looks more beautiful. And that's the experience of when we really, when we really get to feel our worth. And the effect that people like that have on everything and everyone around them is such a blessing. So that's the work I want to leave. That's what I want to be leave behind is more and more of that kind of safety and love and the incredible beauty that we are. That's a very worthy and and very important vision and that it's it's so true i mean we it, it's so commonplace and and even i think in some ways expected to walk around in the space of operating from not enough yeah. and you know sp uh, sometimes even sort of demonstrative of like I you know I I need to make sure you know that I don't think I'm enough like there's there's this like there's this cultural expectation around operating from that place yeah. and yet when you run across people when you encounter people in your life that are not showing up from that space and feel safe in themselves mm -hmm. that are being instead of striving and all those things it's you know it's attractive it's refreshing it's it, you know, you, you feel recharged just by being in the presence of someone like that. And what I love about what you share, Michelle, is that that's something that is within our reach. And so if you, you know, if you're listening and, and watching with us today and, and you feel, you know, just your heart stirred or, you know, an inkling that maybe this is something that you need to check out make sure you go and check out michellemastersnlp.com. Michelle, I don't know if there's if there's something that you've got going on now or or in the near future that you'd like to share specifically about that would be a great place for people to to check out first. Um, but I, I want people to to plug in with what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, we do have some in-person workshops of our Money Magic workshop. And, and this weekend I'm teaching one called Wired for Wellbeing that's helping people to feel safer in in their bodies and better about their bodies. There's... Yeah, we're always doing workshops to try and help people get to where they want to be in the best possible way. That is so cool. 
Well, we, we love what you're about. I'm excited to plug more deeply into your work. So I, I hope to get to see you on something that you're putting on here in the near future. And Michelle, you have just been a, a breath of fresh a delight. Air. Yeah, oh, for sure. You. So a peaceful you. energy, a peaceful energy. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Who do we so have next, next week? week? We've got uh, Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton. From oh, they just wrote a new, book. Got a new book coming out. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to come and watch that show. And this is going to be great. Adrian's got the book. They didn't send me one, of course. So my heart <laughs> is broken yet one more time. I hijacked it. I have moved my office into Adrian's office, which is the nightmare of all time. Because now I am talking at 9,000 decibels over Elizabeth, Jason, Adrian, and Thomas. So we're having a blast. It's getting more fun by the minute, right? It's a crisis of employee engagement at Contact Matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll figure it out. We're going to take some NLP and we're going to sort through it. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to Legacy Leadership with Adrian and Tom Chenault. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye.